1: need we say more for trusted protection trust
0: pampers the number one pediatrician recommended brand download the pampers club app today and earn pampers cash then redeem your pampers cash for
1: exclusive pampers coupons savings and rewards only redeemable via pampers club pampers cash has no cash value why won't the bacon fairy just come and bring bacon what fresh hell laughing in the
0: face of motherhood we're always ready to talk about things that annoy us. With Margaret Apples and Amy Wilson. Keeping up the listening face is 90% of the problem.
1: A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Which way is Boston and which way is California? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today, you guys, it's the little things. Oh, the little things. the little things that trip us up. But first, here's a little thing we always forget, mailbag.
2: Mailbag.
1: We've gotten so much better. We have to give ourselves some credit. It is better. It's a little thing that we forget it. But this week's mailbag is from Kyle. He emailed us to say he's a longtime listener and first-time caller I'm a father, not a mother, but I still love your podcast. Thanks, Kyle. Just listening to the Room of Your Own episode and your talk about clanking utensils against dishes sounds a lot like misophonia to me. I suffer from misophonia, which is a condition where certain sounds and visual triggers can cause extreme emotional and physiological reactions. Might be something you want to look into. Keep up the great work. Kyle, we're familiar. <laughs> Amy, you have already expressed
0: that you are a misophonia sufferer. Yes. But I want to say, I was just saying this, I have something, I don't believe the medical literature is up to date on this yet, but I have something called pandemic acquired misophonia. Uh huh. I never had misophonia before. I was stuck inside the house for 18 months with my whole family, but now I'm in insane. Like
1: nothing kills me more than small noises. It's that misophonia is also called soft sound sensitivity. Like I hate when I'm say traveling, I'm on a plane or something and you can kind of hear what's in the person's headphones next to them. Like they're wearing headphones, but it's like that drives me up a wall because I can't not attend to it.
0: I have just found all sounds drive me insane right now. (laughs) Like my sister was visiting and she was just tapping a spoon against the palm of her hand, just, you know, absentmindedly. Dare she? Right. <laughs> I was like, could you stop that? And she's like, what? And I'm like, that sounds driving me crazy. And, and then we went out to lunch and we were in a fairly small restaurant. It was a quiet time of day. So the chef, it's like an open floor plan kind of kitchen. And the chef was just chopping mushrooms. And it was like, clank, 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 clank. Like he was not doing it in any consistent rhythm. And the sound of the knife hitting the cutting board. I was like, I'm going to murder someone. And my sister basically was reflecting to me that I've gone insane and that suddenly I can't take any sounds. But Truly. My poor husband, he tries to do anything.
1: And I'm like, that's a very annoying sound. And he's like, I'm just trying to exist in the world. (laughs) Well, I will say. So thank you for writing, Kyle. Yes, I'm definitely aware I do have misophonia and that it can wax and wane. Like if you're anxious about something else, I don't know, you have a project due, your kid is sick, whatever, that it can ramp up. It's just where your sort of heightened sensitivity goes. But it is the little things. That's the point I'm trying to make. I was going to say that is kind of a little thing. It's a little thing that to us is a big thing. So for today's episode, we went to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash whatfreshhellcast. And we asked you guys, what are the little things that trip you up? Not that annoy you, although we're always ready to talk about things that annoy us. That's really... That's always open for conversation. That's really our mission statement.
0: (laughs) That's basically
1: the theme of our podcast. Uh, But this is about the things that trip you up and you will never get right. And the example that I gave was being introduced to somebody and hearing their name and then listening while you're hearing their name so that you will remember it five seconds later. I can't do it. It's my tragic flaw.
0: I've heard a tip... And I have seen politicians do this in the two times recently, in the last couple of years that I was around politicians, I really noticed it. When the person says their name to you, you repeat it immediately. And ideally, you repeat it three times. And I was once with a politician and they, hi, I'm Margaret. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. So nice to meet you. And it's a weird, you don't really notice them doing it, but I had heard the tip already. And I was like, they're doing that thing. It has to be three times, huh? But saying it out loud, I guess the multiple times helps even more, but saying it out loud is important. And yeah, my husband famously, I could not remember, although I had asked already twice my son's bus driver's name. And so I sent my husband on a stealth mission out to meet the bus one day for the sole purpose of finding out the bus driver's name. And he had forgotten by the time he got back to the house. I want to write her a card to thank her for being such a good bus driver, whatever the holidays or whatever. And he literally went out confidently and was like, hi, and just remind me of your name. I watched the whole thing through the window and he forgot by the time he got back.
1: And he'd been sent out with it. That's what I mean. You get I think it's so important. Like, don't mess up. Don't mess up. My brain is thinking in my head like you're meeting somebody new. Remember their name. But I'm thinking about that instead of just listening.
0: Yeah. I mean, I now have, I teach and I'm horrible with names and it's very insulting to students when you can't remember their names. Because they can remember your name because there's one of you and... Yeah. There's only one of me and the masks is not helping. Mm. Like you've got no facial markers to implant, you know? And uh, so I write everything down and I work really hard on it, but I'm not good with names.
1: Mm. Jenna says that, Rick, related to this... When somebody gives her directions, which she's asked for, to be clear, like, can you please tell me mm. how I can find the soccer field? And then somebody gives you directions, and she says, My responses make it sound like I'm listening. <laughs> like your brain is busy going, mm-hmm, Yes, uh huh, uh huh, but you're not listening. And so then she has no clue as soon as they walk away. I have
0: accepted at this late phase of my life, Amy, that I cannot except directions. And so I just, I don't bother. Unless it's like there's one (laughs) left to the bathroom, I realize I will just have to stop people every five feet and keep asking for the next step. Because my brain is not capable of like, you take two lefts, then there's an elevator on the right, you take it to the third floor, then you get off and you take a left and your third hallway on the right. There's no way. About two seconds into that explanation, my
1: brain is like, Shut down, shut down. It can't do it. I'm not capable of it. My first year out of college, I was in a touring theater company, and I was in charge of—we would go to a different school every day. We did, like, Shakespeare and whatever in schools all across the Northeast, and we would be constantly in this van driving somewhere, and it was in the land before, you know, Google. So I would have to call the school and talk to somebody in the principal's office or whatever and ask how to get to their school. Like, can you give me directions? And there were always that like it's about a it should be like a mile then you're gonna see a Burger King like that was the directions and no. I had to get us going where we needed to go and I would write them down and of course the Burger King went out of business ten years ago and it was three miles not one or it was half a mile not a mile you know and I had to find my way around the world for a year following half remembered directions it was not great I just saw a funny tweet that the mom told her child that
0: when she was younger, they had to use paper maps to get around. And he was like, wow, like pirates. And it's like, yeah, pretty much. It was oldie time. We had a pull out map. I'm fine if I write the directions down. But like when you're at the doctor's office, it looks really weird to write down, like take the third right and then get on the elevator. Like it would look really weird to write that down. But if I don't write it down, my brain just shuts
1: whatever entry door to that information. It's not possible for me. Speaking of doctor's offices, Jamie says when people give her instructions at the doctor's office, they rattle it off really quickly. And I'm left thinking, am I supposed to follow them? Am I supposed to wait here? Am I supposed to get undressed now? Chalk it all up to my awkwardness.
0: Yeah, I share whatever this problem is. The minute someone starts explaining something to me, (laughs) my brain completely shuts down.
1: Yes, because I feel like I have to like act like I'm attentively listening.
0: Yeah, you're too busy making the happy listening face. And that shuts your brainstem off. Too busy being the best
1: listener they've had today. Right. Then you're not listening. It is the weirdest thing. And I should have more compassion for my children when they do this every day because I do it too. Yeah.
0: I really can't imagine being an elementary or middle school student as my children are now and sitting all day and like learning about the reconstruction and somehow
1: retaining that knowledge. It seems impossible to me. At least behind a mask, like nobody's looking at your face to see if you have your listening face on. Oh, your listening face.
0: I think you're right. (laughs) Like keeping up the listening
1: face is 90% of the problem. I loved this one. Alexa says, as a teenager, I didn't hear the instructions the dental assistant gave me. And I swallowed the mouth rinse that I was definitely supposed to spit out. The story ends with me puking out the door of the car on the way home. Oh. Listen up. Listen up at the dentist. I just had a little
0: surgery and they explain it all to you and then they give you like 95 sheets on like wound care. And I just throw that away and I'm just like, good luck, arm. I hope it gets better for you. There's no way I'm following wound care instructions and my brain does not doesn't have the bandwidth for that.
1: I always find that they give you like six badly photocopied like many generations and it's crooked, you know, directions or something like that. Buried in there is like one really crucial thing you need to know after like, what is wound care. Right? Like a lot of stuff, lot of stuff does not matter. And then like, oh, by the way, stay away from microwave ovens for the next week or whatever it is. Something that's really important and you'll miss it.
0: I just literally I was like, how long until I can get wet? And they're like, you know, two days. And I'm like, OK, fine. That's the only thing I'm available because for. I
1: enjoy a hot tub. I don't know if you know that about me. I
0: do like <laughs> to be in warm water, but like, OK, fine. I can stay out of water for two days. But like, that's all I am capable of. I cannot care for myself.
1: Here's another one I can relate to. Mickey says her left and her right, she can never get them straight. My husband will say to turn right, and without a doubt, I will turn left. It drives him insane. My sister has this problem, and I do not relate
0: to it. But yes, I mean, I, for very many years, well into my 20s, had to hold up my Left right fingers, you know what I'm talking about. That if you held up your index finger and in your thumb, yes, one of them makes an L and that's your left. I had to do that for a really
1: long time. Right. The L that's facing the right way is left and they're not an L because it's backwards. That's not left, it's right. You know what that I totally do this for to this day. And I learned this on I was watching um live with Kelly one morning. It has to be at least a decade ago. Okay. And she can never remember when you're sitting at like a nice dinner. You know, you have your bread plate on one side and your water glass on one side, like which is your bread plate and which is your glass? Like if you're at a banquet or just whatever, fancy dinner. Don't you just grab one and then everyone's like, oh, you took my plate and then you all switch around. I always got this wrong until I did this. Similar thing. She puts her hands under the table. She holds them up. You sort of point up to the sky and one of your hands makes a lowercase d and one of your hands, your left hand makes a lowercase b. So if I look down at my fingers and I just put my rest of my fingers into a circle and I hold up my index fingers, my left finger is a B, B for bread, the bread plate's on the left, my right hand makes a D, D for drink. I could just remember this, but instead, if you ever take me out for a fancy dinner, watch me stealth check my lap where I'm going to see which side is bread and which (laughs) side is drink. It wouldn't be worth taking you out to a fancy dinner just to have that experience and not let me look under the table, right? And tie my hands behind my back or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Whatever works. I will never remember that. because I have that little mnemonic device, I guess. Amy, you know well that I share Jenna's problem, properly
0: packing unmentionables for vacation. I like the word unmentionables in this context. Mm -hmm. On trips, I'm always either missing my socks or bra or underwear. Luckily, never more than one at a time. Amy knows that when we travel together, one of our stops will be at the CVS to get the thing that I did not bring. I will have 28 pairs of pants and no toothbrush, or I will have 46
1: pairs of underwear and no bra. I just, I'm not a good packer. I, yeah. I remember one trip, you and I, one hotel room, we were headed to the airport and you packed everything and then you couldn't find your bra. <laughs> you had to unpack like yeah. everything. Like you had to use start, you had to dump it all out and start over to find the bra. It was in there, but you couldn't find it.
0: I find... You know, I call my husband is like my valet. If you watched uh Downton Abbey, I call him Mr. Bates, like always just following me around and being like, "Here are your things." Like, "Here's your Oh, I brought extra toothbrush." He carries at all times an extra copy of my driver's license cuz he knows I never have it with me. Oh my god, that's hilarious. He like he's my keeper, he's my minder. And He's extremely organized and thank God he's organized enough for the both of us. But yeah, recently I had to take a first trip in a very long time without you or my husband, like no one to take care of me. And I was like a lamb in the woods. I was very upset. (laughs) I was like the idea of like walking up to another human and renting a car from them. I was like, that's not a possible thing for a human to do. Like that is not possible. How could I ever accomplish that?
1: I just thought of a related travel one that is very hard for me, which is like when you check into a hotel and they give you your little card that your room key goes in and it says your room 332 or whatever. You go up to your room, you're in your room, you've left your room. I panic that now I don't know what room I'm in because I didn't bring that little piece of paper that says what room I'm in, which you kind of shouldn't. You shouldn't be walking around with your key in a thing that says what room it's for. So I don't bring it. And then I panic that I don't remember. Even if I do remember, I am like paralyzed by the fear that I'll never see my things again because I don't know what room I'm in. Well, this literally just happened to me. On this trip that I was just on
0: by myself where I need a minder, I went out to the event I was there for and I got back to my hallway and I pulled out my key and it had been separated from its paper thing that I had never in a billion years thought you shouldn't keep those two things together, but you do make a point. And I was on the fifth floor, the correct floor, and I had no idea what room it was. So I called the front desk and I was like, hello, this is Margaret Abel's. Might you remind me of my room number? And they
1: did. And I just walked to that room. Yeah, I guess you didn't have to show your ID or anything, which you also wouldn't have had because your husband wasn't with you because you were just asking for the room number, not the key to the room.
0: I guess that's right. I was like, what room number am I? And they were like, 553, Mrs. A. But like, they acted like it. They'd heard it before.
1: Yeah, they have heard this before. We'll be back with even more little things. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's
0: H-E-R-O oco C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread.
1: So birthdays are a little thing, unless it's somebody else's birthday that you forgot, perhaps to them, not such a little thing. Jennifer says, if you ask me... What is your insert family member's birthday? I can tell you, no problem. But when that date arrives in the calendar, do I connect the date to that person's birthday and wish them a happy birthday? Absolutely not. I have hurt my mom's feelings several times despite setting reminders for myself. On the Reminders app, I have set an actual pop-up reminder
0: on people's birthdays because I'm terrible at it.
1: I guess I'm pretty terrible at it too. But like even the reminder wouldn't be enough. Oh, this is an email that's really important, so I better like make sure it has my full attention and respond to it at some like undetermined future date instead of right now. Like if it popped up on my phone and be like, "Oh, yeah, I have to call later when I have time to do that" instead of just calling.
0: I once it pop, well, that's probably true. I might even still not do it, but I would just Set a reminder that says call your mom right now in a pop-up and see if that helps.
1: And then it dials and then it starts ringing, right? That's what I need. I need it to like actually place the call for me and put it on speaker so I have no choice. The way this birthdays
0: affects me is when people ask me my children's birthdays or how old my children are. Like somehow the wires just get overloaded by that information. Like at the doctor's office, you know, what year are your kids born? And I'm like, give me 15 minutes. (laughs) Let me work through some things here. Okay. And my kids are each... They're two years apart. So it's pretty easy once I hit one of them. But man, why does that information just get, it's in like a haystack. It's a needle in a haystack.
1: And again, layered on top of that is the like, why don't I know this? Right? It isn't, it's like, I don't know. This isn't at the top of my head. And how could it not be at the top of my head that then like, you know, clog the filter. It means you'll never remember. You'll never be able to pull it. Never. Different Jennifer. Jennifer. Not the same Jennifer as has reminders on her phone and still doesn't remember. She says, I have everybody's birthdays written down. I do remember many of them. When do I mail their card? On their birthday or the day after their birthday. I don't know why I can't get the final step. This is me. Sometimes I have the card for so long that I'm just like, "Mm, better luck next year. Like it's too late now.
0: There's a window. If you buy it too early, then you're like, I've got all the time in the world. But then if you don't, you've got to buy it and send it the same day. And that should be four days out. And again, I'm um, for an iPhone reminder. Today is the day to do the birthday card.
1: Yeah. Once it's sat on your desk for two or three days after the birthday. See, this goes back to the name thing. Like how many times have have been in the situation where it's too late now to ask for this person's name. You've had four conversations with her. So like you were you have blown way past so can you tell me your name again? But you don't know her name. It's the worst. Yes. You got to get somebody else
0: involved. My sister and I were at a family wake and it's like you got a tag team and it. it's like, all right, you run interference and you remember my sister Kate. Oh, yes. And then they, hopefully they introduce themselves. You got a tag team. It. Yes. Again, with the masks, very confusing, you know, although you have a little bit of an excuse. I didn't recognize you with your mask on, you know.
1: Let's talk about shopping. Okay, shopping is full of a listener who I forgot to say who it was, and because I, I loved this one so much, I put it right at the top. She says, "The card machine at the stores. Am I tapping to pay? Am I inserting the chip or swiping? I always get it wrong."
0: Well, for me, and this is not my fault. This is someone else's fault. Every single store, debit or credit, yellow to cancel or red to cancel or green to keep going. Like, why is? it different in every single store. Or like, or don't insert the card yet. Like, I don't want to debit. I don't want to put in my debit number. I just want to, because sometimes they charge you a fee. I just want it to work as a credit card. But then you try to X out of it and they're like, you canceled the whole (laughs) transaction. And I'm like, really? Because at the last nine stores, if I hit the green, that was wrong. Like, can we not just all get
1: on a universal system of debit if it, you don't want debit, you hit the red button. Or that the thing on the screen is indeed what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, how about when they say, don't put insert your card yet, but the screen says insert card now. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to obey the machine, my machine master. And then, like, I told you not to insert it yet, like, but it said to.
0: It's the worst. There's a lot to unpack there. It's a whole problem. And poor people at stores, I'm sure
1: they're tired of it. Like, they're like, why can't you just do it? Every time they say, don't insert it. Right. And what about tapping? Do you ever tap? I'm not really a tapper. I'm all tap all the
0: time, Amy. Come to the tap side. The water's fine. My card, they'll say like, tap it.
1: Oh, no, no. I tap my phone. I I don't tap my card. I'm all phone pay tap your card, tap your phone. I mean, I have like, I don't want Apple to know everything I'm doing, but yeah, they want me to tap my card. and like, it doesn't work. I'm like, you tap it on here. I'm like, when I tap my card, nothing happens, but I will run this out with you. And then I tap my card and nothing happens. And then the heavy sigh. And then right now, now I got to like run your credit card. Like we're, you know, <laughs> Neanderthals. <laughs> like it's 1923,
0: for God's right. sakes. I'm
1: really sorry. I just wanted a nice coffee. I'm really sorry about this.
0: I have no compunction with Apple knowing everything I do. I just want my life to be like waving my phone at things and things being taken
1: care of for me. Okay. Well, I see the upside. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. Charge me everything. I just wave my phone around and give me gas and aspirins
1: and everything I need. This one I think will resonate with you, Margaret. Carrie says she always forgets at least one thing at the grocery store. and It's almost always a key ingredient, like not getting pasta for spaghetti, even with weekly meal planning and good general list making, there's always something.
0: Ugh, this is the bane of my existence. And it really is. My husband does the grocery shopping that's on his list of cares and concerns. And I'm constantly yelling at him because he didn't get something. And he's like, wasn't on the list. And we keep <laughs> a we have a whiteboard where we keep our list and he takes a picture of it. And he's like, do you need me to pull up the evidence? And I'm like, no but I'm like, you should have known we needed
1: bacon or whatever it is. But you know, what's and I've been trying to work down, we live in an apartment. We don't have tons of pantry. Like I don't have like a whole room. That's a pantry. Like some people have, I just have a little pullout thing. And I've been trying to work down what's in it. Like stop jamming stuff in the pantry in the freezer. Just use what you have. But I'm getting to the point now where, yeah, like I'll just make pasta for dinner tonight. That'll be easy. And there is no pasta. There is no sauce. Like, how did I get to this point where I don't have a box of pasta in the house already?
0: And for some reason that it feels like the journey of 10,000 miles, like to get in the elevator and go downstairs for you seems absurd. 10,000 miles, right? Exactly. It's like cereal for dinner. Sorry. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I guess I'll get in the car and go park in the horrible ShopRite parking lot and then go in and buy pasta. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I know I'm supposed to have, what does Glenn and Doyle say? Perspectacles. Like, oh, whatever I need is right down the street. But I, mean, I
1: lose them sometimes. I'm like... Why won't the Bacon Fairy just come and bring bacon? Malia says, looking at her list when she gets to the store is actually her problem. Advertisements were made for me. As soon as a display catches my eye, I forget my list, where I am, and what year it is. This is why I'm not allowed in Costco unsupervised.
0: I have pretty much broken this habit, but it's only through years and years of grave errors that I have (laughs) finally stopped being like... At Costco, especially, I am not allowed to vary from my list. And I have just made that rule. I have a friend who comes with me and she's my safe friend. I'm not allowed to be like, oh, those ramen noodles look good. I have 40 ramen noodle packets in my kitchen right now because it's like, oh, that seems fun. My um, other version of this, the high end version, I just don't go in anymore. William sonoma where I'd be like that red enamel. Hand <laughs> apple coring set is something I need in my life. I should make homemade apple sauce and if I had that beautiful red enamel crank apple corer, Right, right. I would become a person who cores apples. Spoiler alert, that did not happen.
1: I am not that person either. But I will say I just got to give a little shout out to pressure cooker baked apples. I mean, I had like a bunch of apples. I didn't know what to do with them. Pressure cooker. I'm telling you, like five minutes later, I didn't peel them. I didn't do anything. Just dump them in there with a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of butter. Is there a recipe or you literally just put them in and turn it on for five minutes? I was just like, cut up some apples, a little bit of butter. I think I might have put some apple cider in there too because there has to be a little bit of liquid anyway it was I didn't have a hand crank we're going it's (laughs) apple picking season so we need this let's talk about going places Leanne says maps I always try to orient them the way I would be driving not northeast southwest I would do this I don't think this is a problem no, you and I were recently away and there were
0: some maps involved and maps are very hard. There's that famous friends episode where they're in London and he's like, I have to get into the map and he puts the map on the ground and stands on it. I feel like that's
1: very reasonable. I do that every time. Lisa says north, south, east, west. You might as well be speaking Latin. Lisa, I am a grown up and I still imagine myself like, OK, if Canada <laughs> is this way and Florida is this way, which way is California? That's west. That's how I do it for myself. Every time. And you live in, I mean, Manhattan is very
0: oriented to north, south, east, and west.
1: Yes, very oriented. I mean, yeah, and I've lived here for a long time. So I kind of know where I am now in New York City and there's a grid. But still, right, if I had to do like, yeah, which way is east, I am still like, which way is Boston and which way is California.
0: And I prefer definitely when I'm getting on a highway, I need it to say like this way to New York, this way to Maine. Like, I don't like north and south Mm -hmm. in that context, because as I pull up, I'm
1: like, what? North and south? I think we've probably, we're all going to get really bad at this now that we have the, you know, maps apps on our phone and you can orient it or in your car or whatever. You can orient it so it shows you as driving. It always looks like you're driving north or up on the phone or whatever, even if that's actually east or whatever. We, we think that, all, that a paper map, if we go back to, you know, pirate living, which once in a while you have to do, that a paper map should be oriented, which, you know, that you're walking up. And that's not always that way in life. I'm rather good off of a paper map. I miss the paper map days. I was
0: really good. Back in the day in Los Angeles, what was that thing called? The Stevens Guide or something? It was like this book. Huge. It was hundreds of pages. People are screaming at their radios, as I say. It wasn't the Stevens Guide, but yeah, yeah. It wasn't, but it was that thing, and everybody had it, and it was this huge book, and you would say like, oh, we're E6 on page 32 of the guide, and then I was pretty good at managing that. Well, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this seems overwhelming, but I'm pretty good with a paper map.
1: I think it's important to help you understand where you are in the world, and I and my kids are nowhere with that. No, no. Nowhere. Christine says she always forgets to bring sunglasses in the car. It's a problem because she lives in Las Vegas. It is brutal. Poor retinas says Christine.
0: My solution to this is 9,000 pairs of sunglasses. I have sunglasses tucked everywhere because I, even in New York, I mean, I cannot survive for two seconds outside without sunglasses on. I just, I'm like Gollum. I just cannot have the sun on me. And so I have sunglasses everywhere.
1: This is me now with masks. Like I have a box of paper masks in the car because yes. I always forget. And then you walk in somewhere that you need and whatever, you don't have one because it's after all this time, it's still like, oh yeah, I needed that to walk into the doctor's office. Just have a box in the car. Well, we have it now with the kids. So kids are wearing masks at school. I
0: mean, you get everything together in the morning. It's like, and you've got your masks? So, crickets,
1: you know, and then we're hunting masks all around the car. Here's a travel thing that is always extremely stressful for me. The gas cap, like we need gas. I'm pulling into the gas station. And again, it's like the feeling I get with the hotel room key. Like, I'm not going to be able to find the gas cap and or open it. You know, I always have to look, even though it's my car, I always have to look at that little arrow to know which side it's going to be on. And then sometimes if you're using somebody else's car, sometimes there's a button. Sometimes there's a lever. Sometimes it's in a weird place. Sometimes you just pop it open. Sometimes it has to click this way. And I'm always like... I don't know. It turns me into like a small child that's like, I'll live at this gas station forever because I won't know how to get gas in this car.
0: Yeah, I was recently on a road trip and like I realized like I'm like, no, gas is too advanced for me. (laughs) Like how to pull in and then how to orient the arrow in my car and like figure out where to pull in, especially at those gigantic ones where there's 4000 people fighting for space. I'm like... I might just have to die here. Like, I don't think I can do this. I think it's beyond me. Yeah. And they're so
1: mad at you. All those mommies and daddies are mad at you and you don't know where the gas cap is. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with even more little things.
0: mix into your water bottle on the go. My favorite flavor so far, Amy, gotta be the cherry pomegranate.
1: fresh for 50% off your hydrate electrolytes order. And now the little mysteries of parenting from the what fresh help podcast.
0: How do I have three kids and 27 cups? And yet at the end of the day, every day, every single cup in my house has been used.
1: Who is the child my kid's teacher is describing when she says he's an angel to have in class so polite and respectful? How
0: can my kid simultaneously be the fastest runner in his class and also the kid who takes a full 15 minutes to get from the front door to
1: the car? How do you communicate things to your spouse in front of your kids that you don't want them to know after the kids learn to spell?
0: Why is it that you can't get your kids to talk to you all day and then at bedtime they want to tell you an hour-long story when all you want to do is turn off the lights and go watch Real Housewives?
1: Why are rocks and sticks only appealing when kids are allowed to bring them inside? If
0: I have 347 non-matching socks, how many more pairs of socks would I need to buy in order to end up with literally any matching socks?
1: What do you give to a three-year-old who wants toast but not the warm or the crunchy kind?
0: This has been The Little Mysteries of Parenting from the What Fresh
1: Hell Podcast. So I have one my daughter brought up this one I'm like oh that that is that's a tough one she said to me what happens when you're in a public bathroom and somebody knocks or like jiggles the door or whatever she's like I always panic about what I'm supposed to say I never know what I'm supposed to say like you like somebody's in here <laughs> like my default is I yell occupied
0: and that's it. That's what I go with. It's weird. I just say occupied. You kind of sound like a 19th century noble person, but like, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, why are you talking about you? Like somebody is in here. I'm like, I wonder who <laughs> me, the one who's talking. Like, it's such <laughs> a strange moment. The, per- the somebody is me, is me. I am here. Yes. Like it's Okay. Occupied. All right. We'll go to that problem solved. Occupied. I can't solve many of these, but that one I've got. Audrey says her little thing that she never remembers, is to look at the weather before packing her kids' bags for daycare. Seriously, my poor kids end up dressed for winter on unseasonably warm days or with no jackets when a downpour is predicted.
0: This, for me, is umbrellas. My kids are always wet. We have a walking town. There's no busing. And so they have to walk, and they're always
1: wet. And it's sad for them, but what can be done, really? I've definitely gotten the email from the school that was like, Dear parents, but definitely dear, you know, mother, dear me. Dear Amy Wilson, no matter what the temperature is, you know, the kids do go outside on the play deck for lunchtime, no matter the temperature. So this is a reminder to make sure one parent who can't remember that your child needs gloves and things that are appropriate. I don't function well in the morning. So,
0: okay, my kid's hair isn't brushed, but it's morning. And then at two o'clock, I pick her up and I'm like, oh my God, she had that hair all day. Like, it's not (laughs) just that it just was there for the morning, you know? And the gloves are the same way. You don't need gloves. It's morning. And it's like, no, it's all day. I have to say, I remained wowed this far into it. I've got an eighth grader, a sixth grader, and a fourth grader That people get this right. That they send kids every single day with a lunch, a hat, gloves, a coat, and the correct band instrument. Like, I just don't know
1: who these people are and how they're doing it. Here's one that really uh, gets me, too. Marianne says, time zones. I mean, how can you travel to the future like that? I'm on the East Coast. Is California ahead or behind? Why is this a thing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have this with Sarah, who works on our show. She's in a different time zone than me. She lives in Texas. And whenever we're supposed to talk about something for the show, I have to just say to her, like, 11, my time, can we make it 11, my time? Because trying to figure out what that would mean her time, I just can't do it. Like, hope you know what 11, my time means, because I don't know what that is your time. And I never will.
0: I have had this problem over the, once we got back to traveling, Amy and I do everything by calendars and put this in and this time. and But if you
1: put it in yeah. California, it sometimes wants to adjust it. For you, that's not helpful. There's a setting. You can turn that off in your phone. It's like, I think it's called like time zone helper. And it's like, no, no help. No, don't help me. Don't help me. You're not helping me.
0: You're wounding me. I'm on time zone wounder. My sister once had a layover coming back from somewhere far away in Los Angeles when I was living there. And we made plans to meet for lunch because she had a three hour layover. I was going to go meet her at the airport. And I got to the airport. She never shows. She never shows. And then like nine hours later, her plane landed. And she texted me and she was like, I had the wrong time. You know, I was the layover. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. happened at nine o'clock Australia time or wherever she had been. And so
1: <laughs> we just didn't quite. What work. about daylight savings time? Here's where I get stuck on it. First of all, is it daylight savings time? Like when the clocks fall back, is that the start of daylight savings time or the end? Of, like, are we in daylight savings time now? We're not right. Amy, I'm not able
0: to help you because I committed long ago to never learning that information.
1: So if you're saving time, then it must be we're not in savings time. I mean, I don't know why. I have no idea. No idea. Not interested. Shannon says, no matter how many times I see it on the calendar, it messes with me. Even when I'm prepared for the logistics of turning the clock, I am always thrown by how different it feels and how much it changes my kids' sleep schedules. Yes, it's for an hour. It's a lot. Do you think there should be daylight savings time? Do you have a point of view on that? Again, I've decided not to dial in on
0: daylight savings time. <laughs> I have no opinions. I don't know when it starts. I don't know when it ends. I'm like, turn the clocks back or forward. Yeah, Done. But any other issues around it, I have decided
1: not to commit to, Amy, at this time. You could be like Arizona and just not observe it. Like, we just don't do that. I wouldn't know, Amy. No, that's in the cone of not knowing. They do Don't observe uh, daylight savings time. And China has no time zones at all. Just have one time zone. (laughs) Just deal with it. It might be better. I guess it would make it easier. But some people
0: then it's the sun comes up at four o'clock in the morning.
1: This is simple, but it's true. Cassandra says she never knows where she set down her phone or water bottle the thing she just had in her hand and doesn't want to go look for. The last thing you had in your hand. Where did you put it down? Yeah. Why did you put it down? You wanted it. You were carrying it because you wanted it. Why did you put it down anywhere? Yeah. My husband, part of his job, he knows, is like
0: just walking around the house and collecting the cups I have left on every surface. Like, I mean, I am the monster. Like, I'm just like, I'll take three sips and leave a cup. And then why not just go get
1: another cup? And then I'm always like, where are all the glasses? And it's like, well, you've used 40 of them today. You know, when we have cousins come visit in the summertime, we'll move to solo cups, which sounds like so wasteful, but it's actually not because we make the kids, we have a Sharpie and everybody just writes their name on their cup. And you not only do you not use that many solo cups, you use so many fewer cups than you use when it's just like, I don't know if this glass is mine. So I guess I'll go get another one five minutes later. It's yeah, it's a free for all. Yeah. Like I might move to that system around the house all the time, like write your name on your cup and that's your cup for a couple of days.
0: Yeah, it would be easier than what we do, which is use (laughs) nine billion cups and then cry a lot.
1: You know, this whole episode was sort of inspired for me by the meme. It shows the thing when you're on the phone and then you get another call that comes in and it says, end and accept, decline or hold and accept. You know what I mean? Like at the bottom of the iPhone? Yes. Yes. And I never know what to pick either. I lose like 30 seconds of the conversation, whatever the person is telling me, because I'm looking at that, like how will I ever decide? <laughs> there are too many options. My One of my kids during
0: the homeschooling thing was doing if-then problems, which is how a computer operates, apparently. Like yes, yes. a computer is just a huge series of if-then problems. If this, uh-huh. then that. And it's like, As we were trying to work through some of them, I was like, mommy's brain does not work this way. Like, if then is just a very difficult concept for me, right? Like, your three choices of if you want to get this call, you end and accept. If you don't care about this call, you have to decline it. If you want to tell them something briefly, that it's like there's too many if thens in this scenario with the phone ringing and I can't function.
1: Yeah, it should be like, hang up this call, hang up on other call, right? Instead of end and accept. That sounds like, I don't know, like a Zen koan, right? You must end and accept. (laughs) Or you may hold and accept. (laughs) Agree. I'm glad we got to talk through these things because it makes me feel a little bit less alone.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that everyone else's brain stems are shutting down when like very simple things
1: happen to them. Have you guys checked out our merch store, bit.ly slash whatfreshmerch? We have some really cute designs and some good deals right now. I've
0: been wearing my oldie locks, hashtag oldie locks t-shirt everywhere, and I'm getting a lot of compliments on it, loving it. Uh huh. And I also have a notebook, my a thing and a thing notebook that helps me keep track of all of the things and things.
1: I want to get some merch that says like the lady. Like my sister said, you should have something like the lady C'est moi. So maybe we'll work on that. Next. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Solid. And send us merch ideas if you want. Oh yeah, please. We'd love
0: to hear from you. Send them in info at whatfreshhellpodcast dot com with your merch ideas.
1: Yeah, we'd love that. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
3: And we're not just talking Bob Ross-type paint-on-paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars world events lack of sleep oh get out of their life gunk and let's get back to your best creative self subscribe to unsticking it with blair and molly you're not going to want to miss an episode unsticking it with blair and molly because sometimes life unsticking sucks. It. Unsticking.